Do you like the great outdoors? Are you or are you looking to be a master bow hunter, king of the hill in archery? You're in the right place. Welcome to Bow Hunter Planet. It's the Bow Hunter Planet podcast with your host, Team BHP. Hello and welcome to the Boner Planet Podcast. It's myself, Dave Thomas, along with Jamie Nopum, Chris McGee, and Tim Mazzarana. And uh, tonight we have a special guest on from Naked and Afraid multiple seasons and different shows they have, um, Amber Hargrove. Amber, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yes, I, I, I love having, I, I, I've had some other guests from Naked and Afraid on on purpose because I'm really interested in the survival portions, and, and what happens is a hunter, a lot of people in, our, in the outdoor industry, or it, whether you're hunting or fishing, it doesn't matter. You can get lost in the outdoors, and that could be a risk. And someone like yourself who's doing shows like this or putting yourself at risk on purpose for the show and you know to, to get better at what you do, you have to know how to survive. And obviously, you killed it here. You've been on three yep. seasons of Naked and Afraid. That's <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, just a regular one, the 21-day challenge type thing is is unbelievable to me. Uh, but uh, the 40-day is seriously just, I don't even feel it's possible. I've watched the show. I totally see what they go through. And uh, I believe it was season one, they ate some, some bad orange-looking things, and they all went out with gastritis or something. I mean, it got really bad. And uh, the pain. And oh, yeah, the, that was- Looks crazy. So anyhow, go ahead and tell us your own words. Like, how did it go? And I guess which season was the hardest for you? And, and maybe tell us about the seasons. Yeah, sure. Um, definitely, like, my first season was hands down. I know it sounds crazy, but the Everglades was actually so easy because, you know, there was so much food around us. There's plenty of I mean, everywhere we went. And my partner, Ryan, he's never actually even killed an animal before. He is an ex-military veteran like myself. We've both been in combat. And... He told me I've never killed an animal, and I was like, well, we're going to eat crawfish out here. You know, he called them crawdads, and then I, I did kill a turtle out there, and he, he called me a mean person, and I said, food is food and at the end of the day. And then I taught him how to spearfish. That was quite entertaining, but I got him that Everglades was the easiest. The hardest for me, hands down, wasn't even the Amazon for 40 days. Um, Namibia, Katima, Africa was hands down the hardest environment I've ever attempted to survive in, literally. It was bad. So what was your what was the worst experience? I think the worst experience was when the lions came up in the middle of the night in Africa mm-hmm. and Ugh. there were three female lionesses and don't get me wrong, you can go to a zoo all day. You can sit there and have that glass right in between you and hear that lion roar and it feels like wow, that's so intense, you can feel the vibration. Imagine that not being there ten feet from you and they're roaring at you, let them know that this is their area. Yeah. That, that's a fear. I can't I can't imagine. That's that's just absolutely crazy. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's literally one of those things sometimes I'll have nightmares over and um, I went to a zoo I was kidding around and I was calling out the female lions I was mocking their noise they make and then all the lions got wound up at the Cheyenne Mountain Zoo in Colorado and the lady was like hey what are you doing to these lions and I'm like oh, I'm just mocking the call that they did to me in Africa and apparently it pissed the zookeeper off it was quite entertaining but <laughs> literally that moment I mean it's just it's so bad I mean my partner Don's crying like a you know he was really like scared and nervous he was in the shelter there was hippos that would come up to us at nighttime by our shelter. It was just scary. I mean, that's wow. the number one still in Africa is actually a hippo, not even a crocodile. <laughs> they kill over 100,000 people a year just in Africa. What? Now, what did you guys, what did you guys use for the shelter? Is it like the thorn bushes almost? 
Oh my gosh. Okay, so we had the devil sword out there. They're mm-hmm. horrible. They're they're just so evil. They're they're still scars in my feet for those things. Um, there was a bunch of different. Um, we had lead wood actually. That lead wood that we used out there was so dense and so strong that we actually cut down some limbs that were halfway burnt as well, so it was easier to manage. And we actually used that as a lean-to shelter, which was kind of nice. And then we found some extra foliage around there from the trees, which is very limited out there. There's there's not a crap ton of anything out there, really. I don't know how the animals survive half the time, even with the water resources. But um, we, we made it happen, and we found some palm fronds. They have thorns on the inside of them. Everything had a thorn on it. Wow. If it didn't bite you, prick you, or sting you, or burn you, something's wrong. <laughs> it might have been poisonous. So. A little bit different than spending a night, uh, like, say, in the Midwest, right? <laughs> oh, you have no idea. I mean, you know, if I could have had shoes, I would have I would have been great in Africa. I mean, my friend, uh, he's a big, he's an ex-command sergeant major. He used to go hunting in Africa, and he goes, oh, you're going to have such a great time when you go. And I'm like, yeah, but... See, I didn't tell him I was going to be naked because, you know, people might think I'm weird. <laughs> so I'm like, I can't really tell people, yeah, well, you enjoy that hunt, you know, that you went on with those lions with dudes on and your rifle. And I'm going out with a stick as a spear and butt and barefoot and naked. Gosh, it was so embarrassing. I'll never remember, I'll never forget that command start major, so it was quite funny. But, um, yeah, so it was a nightmare. Scars my feet still. I had so many problems. And, uh, yeah, it was just. Hardest thing I've ever experienced, hand down to Africa, man. Mother Nature kicked my butt out there. I'll admit it. So with with the show, I mean, is it how does it how does it work like from a filming standpoint? Is there is there a film crew around at that point too, or are you guys just completely by yourself? Okay, so during the day when the sun comes up at seven o'clock, we knew the camera crew would be there. Every morning they come up at seven and they leave right when the sun goes down. You're by yourself completely at night. They put up some video feed that it has a 30-minute delay on it. So if we were killed out there by locals, I don't know, stolen, who knows, shot at, they wouldn't even know for a 30-minute delay. So it it is real and scary at nighttime, especially when the lions came. And they do have an emergency radio. That's all they give us if someone gets shot, if if they hear locals come around or an animal attacks you, a snake bites you, for example. We had black mambas out there. We have one emergency radio that's the only thing they give us as a backup. And I'm on the radio saying, we've got lions. And they're like, huh. just relax. They're about they're about two miles out from you guys. Don't worry about it. And I said, then why is this thing looking at me right now? <laughs> they didn't want to come down right away. They didn't believe me on the radio. And you could hear them. And they were everywhere. And Don screaming in the background. It's so funny, my partner. He's like, they're really here. Like, <laughs> oh, gosh. And when the hunter came up, we have a hunter that protects us during the day to make sure we're not attacked by any lions or any type of uh, black mambas attacking us. And they're about a quarter mile away from us, maybe anywhere. Yeah, about a quarter mile to protect us. And uh, no, he didn't even want to wake up. They, they, the medics couldn't wake him up. It was a, it was just one of those nights I was like, you know what? I'm not going to lie. I did not sign up to get attacked by a lion, you know. I've seen, yeah, it's just, oh. So, if you guys can imagine the feeling so, in your chest and your heart want to come out of your chest, I, I peed myself at one point. I thought, oh, not gonna man. lie. So during I'll the during that. the day, you kind of mm-hmm. walk around, get all your firewood and all that kind of stuff for night, and at night you just curl up in the fetal position. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, you it's, you have no idea. Like it was like stand guard all night long, and then the camera, you know, crew, the producers, like, hey. It's like 100 degrees outside, by the way. And in the shade, it helps us out. We don't get burned. The producer's like, you guys got to go out and do something, you know, go on an adventure. And we're like, it's 110 degrees. Okay. <laughs> Throwing that out there. We're exhausted. We've been up all night long watching on Lion Watch so we don't get eaten to death. And I'm thinking, if we go out in that water, we're going to get burned. And guess what? We did it. 
producer wanted us to go get active. We got in the water. We got blisters all across our back on day two. Oh, <laughs> so bad, guys. I mean, we built fish traps. I mean, we had fun. We made a couple of snares. And uh, let's be real. Are, are the snares really going to work in Africa with that mm. size game? <laughs> unless you have a really... Yeah, I mean, I thought about this, you know. And I was like, even the lean-tos that you... No. It, yeah. It's limited. But um, we did get some really good fish out there, which good thing I'm handy doing that. But, man, what... It was the hardest thing, but let me tell you, the Amazon was even better, though. So I, I heard... The Amazon had, yeah. No, 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 go ahead, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no, you're fine. I was going to say, I may talk about the black mama in Africa, but they have the snake called the Bushmaster, literally. You know, it's not Shannon's bush, it's a joke. We call it, um, that girl out there, she, we call her the Bushmaster, it's an inside joke. You'll know why if you ever see her. And then um, <laughs> there's a snake... That is, there's a snake that's literally called the Bushmaster in the tree, and it will only strike at your face. Oh. And you have a hundred steps, and it's called the hundred step Deadman Fall. Right there, you're done. Wow. And I'm like, oh, so you know, oh yeah. So they tell you about it. It's really small. It could be you know anywhere from nine nine inches to four feet long. And they warned us about it, and it will chase you if you piss it off. And I'm like, that's wonderful. You know, we're going to the Amazon. Big foliage everywhere. I mean, there was just so much. And then, FYI, guys can't even kill a damn anaconda or you'll go to jail in ecuador mm-hmm. for 30 days wow whoa might be worth it though <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you so when people are like why don't you kill an anaconda and i'm like you know how many times we saw them we're like oh my gosh i love snake i'm all about killing the snake and i'm thinking i don't think i could survive an ecuadorian jail for 30 days i'm gonna be real <laughs> how are the bugs out there so, they were a nightmare. They, <laughs> at one point, we had a thousand of these bullet ants come into our shelter when it was pouring rain. And I think it was on day 32. No, I'm sorry, Russell Sage was still there, The that one guy. He was there on day 28. We got infested with thousands of them into our shelter in the middle of the night. And there's nothing we could do. We were standing on logs, and they were just they were crawling up your leg. Hundreds of them, and if you touch them or try to shake them off, they'd bite you with their antennas, and they stick them in your skin and make you bleed, and your foot swells. It was just a nightmare. It's something you couldn't do anything about. Not even the charcoal. They were like, um, we called them ants on crack because they wouldn't die. I mean, no matter we burned them with coals. I mean, we were trying to smash them. Chance is punching it with his fist. He, I'm like, that's obviously not the business. But you know, all you can do is suck it up and try to survive. And uh, I was trying to eat them. They just weren't that tasty. No, no. <laughs> Not for me. Is, ugh, I don't know if I could uh, handle. I, I definitely couldn't handle all that. But um, the uh, oh yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things. I mean, I I wish you guys could even fathom when people watch it on TV versus what really happens. It's I, I prefer watching on TV. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. Well, I mean, I really inside. wish. I mean, <laughs> yes. I don't know. Have you guys ever um, talked to Matt Wright, the Great Hunter? No, not yet. Caught that warthog with his his longbow. Not yet, no. Maybe that's the next uh, interview coming up. That's a good idea. Well, I I sure see it because I already told him about you guys, and he's excited to talk to you. He's the one that got the flesh-eating bacteria on his toes. Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, we'll definitely hook hook up with him. I definitely hear about this. Yeah, I will... Oh, definitely. We did notice some pictures of you with a bow on Instagram, so you're a bow yeah. hunter as well. Yes. Well, actually, okay, so the picture that went out with the uh, the crossbow, with the crossbow, it was kind of funny because the actual producer I was with for filming doing the photo shoot pulled it back and it, he was going to dry fire it. And I'm like, oh, gosh, I was like, no, <laughs> don't, you, don't you do no, that, buddy. No, no, and I was in panic mode, you know, because that was mine, and I was like, 
So, and he was like, oh, just stand there by the mountains. And I says, cock back. And I'm like, it's not even ready. And I'm like, oh, I can't stand that photo because I know it's wrong. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> but I, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love shooting a crossbow. It's fun. It's kind of entertaining for me to go out there and get little squirrels, things like that, just to spend time with my kids. And, uh, but I do love shooting my Hoyt. My bow, my bow is phenomenal. I love going out. I'm a lefty. People make fun of me all the time. Uh, and, those uh, exist? Surprisingly. There's a lefty bow? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like trying to tell him. I'm like, huh. So it's kind of fun. And, uh, but I do know that Matt Wright is actually going to be at our meet and greet coming up in Tampa, Florida. We're going to be at a, actually an archery store. I'll have some more information for you guys. Oh, if you cool. Want to put it out to the fans. Yeah. Who would like to come out and meet us? It's, it's all of us from the Naked and Afraid XL season three. We're going to be there doing signing, you know, autographs, hanging out with fans, talking about our hunting experience and, uh, maybe we'll give you guys a call that day if you want to talk to all of us. We'll have yeah, everybody there. That'd be kind of cool. If you have any fans, yeah, that have questions, we'd love to talk to you guys. It's going to be so much fun. So. We should get you guys. Should um, you guys should? Do uh, you guys ever come to Michigan for any shows? Well, we were actually looking around. I mean, right now is where we just started doing the Florida trip. We are doing a blade calendar, me and the females, and then nice. I got with a bunch of the other survivalists, and I said, you know. This blade calendar is phenomenal. My next thing I'd really like to go into is maybe a bow calendar with some really good companies that want us to represent their equipment, any type of bows, you know, nice brands, kind of get it out there. And then yeah. Matt was like, we should start traveling and meet our fans. This would be oh, phenomenal absolutely. for them to get to I think Michigan would be a big people, one. So. And up here, you know. Yeah, we, you should. Yeah. We got, uh, well, I was, was going to tell you, we had uh, Melissa on uh, recently, um, and she's from Michigan, so I didn't realize that. She's like, oh, I'm in Grand Blank. I'm like, really? Because our studio's only like 40 minutes from there. <laughs> you could have just came in person and did this interview. But uh, she, oh, I was going to say. Oh, my gosh, yeah. She'll be down there, too. Yeah. Yeah, I told her. I, well, Woods and Water Show here is a big one for outdoor everything. So people would probably notice that if you guys went to that show. Something to think about. It's in Emily City, Michigan, and it's a great show. We were there. Boner Plant has a big booth there. And uh, you and her, that'd be a good place to go, especially for her. She's in Michigan. It's really close. And uh, um, even uh, I think um, um, one of the uh, alone guys was from Michigan who won a couple years ago, actually. One of the pitchers you're with here. Dave, I think his name was. Is yeah, it? that's right. He's he's phenomenal. I mean, what a what a character that guy. Oh, I was he's giving cool. them. He's very cool. I told Melissa about that last uh, last time we had her on, and uh, I just said, uh, so what's it feel like to know your show has zero clothes, zero gear, and their show has everything? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! What did she say? She was jealous. I am so no. jealous. She's like what those would, guys I don't mean, got what? what it takes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to lie, but if if we were given all of oh that type gosh. of survival equipment to go out there, we would have killed Close. that. I mean, we're going with Alone. nothing. Yeah. We're making everything we have, and it's like if we were only given that one element of shoes. I mean, how much more ground could we cover? Yeah. I mean, how For much sure. more areas we would have, you know, devoured to go into to go hunting, but. It's so dense and foliage. We were like, "Oh, that looks like we're gonna die in there." I don't know. If yeah. <laughs> I can't. I can't even walk okay. in my house without stepping on a Lego. So I can't even. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. I get it. I totally get it. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, those are two oh, shows I watch. Yeah. I watch Naked Afraid and Alone. I watch both, and I I do think they're both great shows. I think they're different. They're a lot different. I mean, the the, the Vancouver Island idea for uh, Alone. That island's crazy. I mean, it's really watery, wet, constant, thick undergrowth. So even with the gear, I see these guys struggling really bad. Like, to try to even move or get anything done, 
Um, I've seen people run away from seeing a bear the first time, which I can't believe even aired on TV how, how funny that was. I mean, oh, my the, God. The one dude heard a I bear mean, and was like, I'm out. Thing, yeah. I'm out. Come get me. I'm out of here. I'm like, really? You're like, you're like shocker. Did you not think they were going to be there? I mean, you know where you're well, going. And the, you know? the worst part is the guy was ex-military, which I couldn't believe it. I'm like, dude. Aren't you oh guys, like, what? How, do you, how are you in the military if you're scared of a bear? And he's a big dude. I know. You, it's <laughs> it's like one dude. of those. You can. It's like you can be in combat and get shot at by somebody shooting at you, and you think it's fun and exciting. But then a bear comes after you, and you're like, I'm out. Oh my god, that's crazy. <laughs> Check it out. That is crazy. <laughs> Yeah, the, but the naked afraid. I mean, I, I've been blown away over the years just watching. I mean, it's it's just it's so intense, and the XL was just ridiculous. I mean, I, I've not watched this full season yet. I've actually last year's. I'm pretty in tune with that one and what those guys did to survive and the politics in there and the, what it came to. Um, I'm assuming that same thing happened to you guys oh, this yeah. season. Uh, at some point, which I will know when I see it. But then again, you know, I know how shows are. They twist a little bit of what's really going on. It might not be as bad well, as they make you know- it seem. You're right, and there's so much other things that happen that it, it's insane and how much time and effort. I mean, there's like hundreds of thousands of hours of footage that they have. It, it's insane. Jeez. It's thousands of hours, and they're breaking it down to 44 minutes each episode, yeah. and you're getting a total of 12. So, And they're focusing on the drama is what me and my group really had a problem with because we had so many good moments. Yeah. And if you only focus on negative energy, it's like, man, we had such a good drive in our group. After Russell left, I mean, Russell is a very mean person, and he'll admit it. If you guys ever talk to him, he'll say he's a jerk. He'll admit it. <laughs> After he left, we had such a positive energy, and we were working like brothers and sisters, and it, it was actually cohesive. We were great. And they didn't show that. They're focused on so much negative. For They said they wanted more viewers, but I said, you know, some viewers want to see people thrive. They mm-hmm. want to see, oh, my gosh, they did it. They did great. There's so many things that Giovanna created, her different bird traps she makes. I mean, they didn't show any of those. I'm like, man. And she read a book. Never done this before. Read an actual survival guide. Read the book. Came out there to Ecuador and built it, which is her memory. And I would watch her, and I'm like, you are quite entertaining to watch. And she's actually intelligent, really intelligent. So I just, I don't know. I just wish they would have focused more on the positive light and how good survivalists really are versus just the drama and the argument's sake. So. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, that's totally TV, that. right? That's how they kind of... Oh, no, it really you know. is. Yeah, and I wish that, you know, it'd be really cool if Naked and Afraid could have fans the ability to log in anytime, 24-7, to actually watch mm-hmm. it live. <laughs> yeah. Because, yes, wow, I mean, I said copy discovery into it. I you talked to producers about it. <laughs> I said, listen, I said, if you were just to have a video footage a certain time of live video cover i mean everything we do out there is real so we have nothing to hide so yeah. why not allow the fans to see it i used to be a huge fan you know yeah. i'd be like oh my gosh i love this show and i want to get out there and kick butt and i'd be like man too bad i couldn't just log in and watch what they're doing even yeah. if they're eating fish right now i could see what they're doing i could feel like i'm part of the group i can hear all of the talk that they're having i mean it makes me feel like i'm with them you yeah know? for sure i think that'd be pretty cool i think it'd be sweet even so, if they did a show just based around that you know, just to show maybe it's not, maybe it's a Naked Afraid live or something, right? A specific variant yes. of it, you know. Um, what, well, uh, if it, they have it, nothing it, to hide, then they should do it. Discovery Channel, you owe me for that one. How is it working with Discovery Channel? Are they pretty cool? Are they uptight? Are they, you know, how, how is that? Well, Discovery Channel, working with them, we had some really good representatives. Mainly, it's actually a production company called Renegade. 
and um, they are actually like a sister company who work for Discovery. So everybody works for somebody. Gotcha. So we have our yeah. production company, Renegade, that owns Naked and Afraid, and Discovery buys it and actually oh, airs it on so TV they just for their channel. So, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, but we do have representatives there, and they are so cool. I got to admit, I've got my rep, Kyle. He's amazing. He always gets everything done for us. We have questions. He's always there to answer it. I mean, good people. And I really appreciate that because uh, and everybody says, you guys must make so much money doing this. No. Uh, no. no, 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 no. We are. It's it, it's like the same paycheck I would get at work. That's what kills me. I'm like, yeah. oh man, I'm out here like gonna put my life at risk here for the same paycheck, but it's worth it. I would rather do it for the adventure. Is what we do. Yeah, I think it's like anything else. When you get into even the hunting industry alone, they don't make a lot of money necessarily on the show itself. That's generally just gives you some exposure, right, to get on podcasts like this and different things. Like you get the, you know, people want to talk to you. They want to know you. And so that that's what changes. And then it gives you opportunities to do other stuff, right? Get a sponsorship from Yeti or get, you know, you can make money in different ways. But people like to think that just because you're on TV, you're like a millionaire. You know, it's like not nearly oh close God. to that. <laughs> um, all the time people ask me, like, well, this is your third time, so you must be, re- you must be breaking it in. And I'm like, no, yeah, no, no, no. no. I, but I, you're I, having fun. That's what I told him. I said, even though I came back with parasites, even from the Amazon, I got really sick when I got back. We all got parasites except for Shannon. So Shannon, I don't know what kind of crazy stuff she's got in her <laughs> intestine system, but she didn't get parasites, let me tell you. But She's man, we all got some, some type of form food. of them. Some blueberries or something. Apparently, I mean, she was so funny boiling water, though. Okay, so the rule of thumb is you boil the water for 10 minutes. And then after that, after it's been boiling continuously for 10 minutes, you can drink it. Shannon swore up and down, nope, 20 minutes. And we'd sit wow. there and be so thirsty. And we're like, oh, my gosh, Shannon, you're dying. <laughs> but she didn't get parasites. Evaporated. She did not. That's yes, weird. Ha- I'm telling you, 90% of it evaporated. And I was just like, I have to walk an eighth of a mile down a you know a muddy hill and get the water, carry it back up. And it's already a 15-pound pot that I'm carrying. It's empty. So I had to fill it up, and it, I mean, I'm not going to lie, it was pretty buff coming back, guys. Yeah, Like, oh, I was sure. like, man, okay, okay. So, <laughs> you must have been so hungry. Though. I don't know, it's something <laughs> awesome. I was actually not that hungry when we got back. They wow. picked us up on the boat, the uh, local army, and I was like, oh my gosh, are they here to pick us up or arrest us? Yeah, like, that's scary. Like, I'm looking around, and they're like, no, 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 get on the boat. And I'm like, okay, cool, come back to army, you know. And not that you had a choice. Those guys. Not yeah. that you had a choice. <laughs> I was like, they have guns. I'm naked on a raft. I'm yeah. going to get on this damn thing. So, <laughs> so like, you, boat, you look good, get on. Yes. <laughs> oh, you get on. You get on. You come more for food, like, you know. Oh, they tell the guy, you what, stay here. What a nightmare. <laughs> oh, yeah. It this was so scary. bad, but they, they actually gave us really good food, except for there was no fruit. And we wanted fruit so bad. There's no fruit out there. We wanted something decent that wouldn't hurt our stomach. And, man, they gave us all this junk food. Chocolate, popcorn, Doritos. They had them all flown mm. in. Twinkies. We had uh, deep fried french fries. I ate half a bowl and puked, and I still kept eating because it was so damn good, guys. So yeah. it was, what, it was crazy. a good experience. It really was. I know. I I want to go again. They're talking about maybe pitching a sixty-day and naked and afraid XL, and I want to go on it. Or so naked and afraid. I know mini nobody life. knows about it. Yet. I'm not, I don't even know. I'm supposed to say that yet, but they're pitching the idea, and it's going to be the best of the best. And I'm like, oh my god, wow. I, I need so. to do this. The XL people, I mean, I, the I best of them, right? Which you know you're going to get that one yeah, dude from last be. year. He's going to be on there, him and the other dude, because they're on dual survival. So they'll be on it. Yes. Oh, EJ. Oh, oh man. Yeah. EJ and, uh, yes, they're, they're phenomenal people. I love those guys. No, so cool. I want to get them on the podcast oh, so you can God. help me with that. But they, I, I just got to talk to them. They're so, like, I love that they were so 
alive when it came to doing the stuff, and they made it like a passion Enjoyable. to enjoy it and like got nuts about it. And I loved it. I was watching going, this is incredible. These guys are like awesome. You know, like this is how you do it. If you're going to do it, yep. then do it and yep. love doing it. Not just like moat around and, you know, be like you know, crazy oh, yeah. and have fun with it. You know, I can't imagine and Tim the first here time doing I it. Met EJ, he, <laughs> I mean, when you actually meet him in person, he is so tall. He's like six foot four. Wow. Like, I'm looking up to Never this guy and I'm that. like, Oh my, and Jeff's tall too. So the, you don't know that they're tall. Yeah. They're about the same height. And I'm looking up. I'm like, I'm kind of short right now. So I gave him a big <laughs> hug, you know, and we got to hang out and talk. And what a good person. Not only is he really intelligent, military, he's retired command sergeant major, he's a phenomenal guy, but he's a great, outstanding person where he knows his skills and he likes helping other people is what's phenomenal. And he'd probably love talking to you guys. So once you get to meet him, you'll, you'll never want to hang out the phone. He's phenomenal. He yeah, really for is. sure. Well, Amber, hey, thanks a lot for doing yeah. this. We appreciate it and uh, being a part of the podcast. And, uh, you know, if you're out there, you haven't seen the show, check out Naked and Afraid XL. And um, you can find Amber on tons of different seasons. So <laughs> three different seasons. Of the I show. know. Are we allowed? Am I allowed to announce the calendar? Absolutely. Is that okay? yeah. Let us know what you want. You can tell okay. anything you want. Go so, ahead. So, yes. So, right now, if you are any type of blade fanatic, uh, right now we are making a calendar for the top 12 knife makers in America. And some of the companies we have are three winners from the History Channel Forged and Fire that are going to be in our calendar. Now, the calendar is just the Naked and Afraid Excel females from Season 3, which is me, Melissa, Giovanna, and Miss Shannon. And the calendar is called Naked with the Blade. And no, gentlemen, we are not naked. We are classy, not trash. <laughs> but if you'd like to check out the website to order your calendar, pre-order your 2018, we are putting autographs on the first 50 of them that we sell. And they went on sale a week ago at www.nakedwithablade.com. And if you want to come to Tampa, Florida on the 11th, we'll definitely put more information out in August, and we'd love to see you guys there. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah, and if you, like I said, you guys yeah. consider that Woods and Water, September, I think, 11th weekend. So something to think about. Talk yeah, to August, Melissa. August 11th. The Woods and Water one's in September, right? Yeah. Oh, that's right. That in is Michigan, in September. Right? Yeah, okay. So something to consider if you guys are coming up, and we'll have a booth there. So you guys can chill at our booth and you know meet people there. That'd be cool. Beach P presents Naked oh, and Afraid. Love to do that. <laughs> oh my gosh, we're gonna have to set that up, and I'll make sure I talk to Matt about it, and we're gonna have to talk to Melissa and be like, "Do you know about this? Because we need to get this going." Yeah, for sure, she'll do it. <laughs> She's cool. Yeah, she'll be like, "All right, so all right, we'll have a good one. Thank you so much for doing this, and we appreciate it." Thank you guys so much for having me, and I, I'm really grateful to meet you guys. And I can't wait to meet you in person. I look forward to it, so it'll be fine. We'll have a shoot-off. Oh. <laughs> hey, no pressure, guys. I'm just saying, no pressure. Or I'll shoes. Put clothes on so you'll be comfortable. Nothing awkward. Okay, bye. Thank you. <laughs> All right, bye, hon. Thanks so much for listening to the Bowhunter Planet podcast online at bowhunterplanet.com with your host, Team BHP. Check us out on Facebook at Bowhunter Planet. We'll catch you next time. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.